I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse, and you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. 2022 was the year where people were like, okay, TikTok isn't going away. Reels are becoming even more of a thing. Within that content, it's going to change and evolve. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 98. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We'd love to know what you think. For today's episode, since we're kind of coming up to the end of the year of 2022, we're chatting about marketing trends that are going to be dominating 2023. But before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? Mm, I had some leftover high noons um, that have been sitting in the fridge for, for a while, like since the summer. And so, uh, yeah, I'll be having one of those later. And then um, because on this day that we're recording, it's very rainy. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like I need to pick up like a butt. like and, and the mood that you have right now on your our audience can't yeah. see it. But Kate is looking very like moody today. And so I feel like I need some red wine. Mm, yeah, I'm feeling very <laughs> moody. I'll tell you, it's uh, it's been a couple of weeks, Jesse. Hopefully the, mm. by the time our audience hears this, um, you know, everything. Has gotten a little bit easier, but let's just say children are petri dishes, and my child has definitely gotten hit terribly this fall slash winter season. And let's just say a good stiff drink would be a big help to me right mm-hmm. now. But I can't yeah. do that because I'm too busy just taking care of all the things. So for right now, I'm going to stick to my water. So yeah. Enjoy your high noon. Enjoy your red wine. Yeah. Uh, for now, we're going to get to our discussion with Renee Perkins. Renee Perkins is the founder and CEO of Nantucket Island Marketing, an East Coast full service digital marketing agency. She and her team with work with small to medium sized businesses to provide a wide range of services from social media management to paid advertising and more. Renee, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. We are so excited to have you. Well, before we get into the good stuff about what we, you know, our the meat of our show, 2023 marketing trends. What this is cocktails and content creation. So, what are you drinking today? Today I am drinking a Cape Codder. They are a craft cocktail company. Um, my favorite flavor by them is called Ocean Break. It is a white rum and blueberry with a squeeze of lemon. I needed a little bit of summery vibes on this cold winter or fall day. <laughs> oh my goodness. I need to I need to Google this brand, Cape Codder. Yes. I mean, I've heard of a Cape Codder. I know, which is like just a cranberry vodka, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cape water. Oh. Okay. Okay. We're both like here. I'm like, hmm, that, sound, that sounds delicious. So um, amazing. Amazing. All right. um, yeah. Where do you so this, <laughs> where do you find it? I'm, I'm curious. Is it just on Nantucket or can you get it? No, in- it's, it's all over. Um, they're all over Massachusetts. Um, you can go to their website and use the find us, the store locator, and you can, there's some on the North shore. There's some in Boston. They're all over. Oh my God. I'm, I love their I'm website. A- <laughs> it makes okay. me want to go. It makes me want to go to the Cape and just sit on the beach and drink. Well, if you haven't worked for them, I think now that Renee, that you've, you've, 
publicly announced your love for them that you think you work for them as <laughs> they well. They are so full disclosure, they are one of our clients. Um, but they Ooh. all they are also um a drink fantastic. Of choice. Oh, okay. Myself and the team because they're so good. It's always uh, nice. Nice when you can rep a company that you truly believe in right there. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I gave a little bit of a, uh, an, a brief introduction to who you are, but I want to hear from you. What is your, what is it about your journey and what it is that you do that you want to share with us? Yeah. So I was born and raised on Nantucket Island. Um, my parents have a, um, they had a whale watch and seal cruise and harbor tour boating company. And they had a few other small businesses and they had an awesome business idea. Um, but they didn't really know where to go in terms of marketing. And from a really young age, really since the age of like 10, <laughs> they had been looking to me to help them grow their company. Um, through working with them and working with other businesses growing up on Nantucket, I knew I wanted to continue working with small businesses beyond college. So when choosing a college or university to go to, I ended up deciding on a business school and getting a degree in marketing, but also have a business background because I really wanted a full circle understanding of the way businesses operate. Um, as parents that are entrepreneurs, I knew I wanted to have my own business. I had a lot of people early on that said, you should probably get some more full-time corporate experience before diving headfirst into this. Um, the pandemic hit and marketing was kind of the first thing that really shut down. And um, as a May 2020 graduate, and as someone who had recently signed a lease in Boston, I was basically thinking to myself, well, how am I going to kind of afford this? And using my experience, I really thought, hey, why don't I just start um, advertising my services and what I can do for small businesses? I started with Nantucket. Um, being born and raised on Nantucket, I was the only one of, if not the only person that was a true local and had a true understanding of the local market, as well as the tourism market, there's a lot of marketing agencies that go into Nantucket and they say, yeah, 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 we understand you guys, we can, you know, help you grow your business, but they really didn't fully understand what that meant. Um, so I really positioned myself well. Um, so I reached out to a few different businesses and they ended up signing on. And then those businesses grew. They liked working with me um, and my small team at the time. And it kind of just grew from there to date. We've worked with over 100 businesses, Nantucket, um, Boston, beyond, all the way up and down the East Coast. And I have a team of 18 team members that work alongside me who are incredible and allow us to do what we do. Wow, for to go from zero to eighteen in two years—that's that's pretty impressive. <laughs> One eight eighteen. Wow. Yeah. So we have been very busy. So I have two full-time team members, and then right. the others are um, a mix between kind of part-time and freelancers as well. So as a full-service agency, because we offer so much, um, we really wanted to get experts in each of those areas. So we have paid advertising specialists. We have. Um, web design and email marketing specialists, so social specialists. So um, we have a wide team of some really awesome talent. That's so amazing. I find it really interesting that, because I don't think we've heard this yet, Kate, how someone's grown their business, but with the location in mind. 
Like the fact that, you know, people are like, oh, I want to specialize in this type of niche in this type of industry where you were like, yeah, I want to do that, but I'm heavily targeting like such a tiny island. Like, I feel like that almost is like, like you only, there's only so many businesses on the island. Right. And so I just find that really interesting. I don't know if you have anything to add about that. And were you like, just because of your love of Nantucket and your knowledge and but were you at all nervous like that you were going to outgrow Nantucket? So when I, bringing us back to recent college graduate, I had started this company within a week of graduating. Um, oh. I didn't have that. I wasn't thinking about, oh, this is going to turn into a full-time position. I was thinking about, okay, I need to pay the bills in the short term until people start hiring again. So I really didn't put much thought into, I wanted it to be Nantucket Island Marketing. I didn't want it to be so specific within the island of naming it something, a a different place on the island or that sort of thing. But um, when creating it, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't thinking much about, okay, what is this going to look like in two years and where are we going to be? I was just really like, okay, I'm going to start something. I'm going to establish an LLC, make a website, make this official. Um, I will say the thought has crossed my mind of, am I too niche? Should I think about changing the name? The thing about Nantucket is everyone has a story about Nantucket or everybody knows someone that has a connection to Nantucket. Very so true. Very we are true. not just focused on Nantucket anymore. And like I said, I've gone back and forth. Is that the right move? Is that the wrong move? We are an East Coast digital marketing agency, but it is such a conversation starter and an icebreaker. Pretty much every single call I get onto, they're like, oh my God, Nantucket. So what is your relationship to Nantucket? And I tell them, they're like, do you know so-and-so? Oh my God, my daughter got married there. Oh my God, I got married there. Um, there's always an awesome story and it's just a great kind of starting point um, when working with different businesses. And after all you have, I mean, you have companies like New York life and there's tons of companies with the name Boston in it, Boston proper and all that kind of stuff. And it's not necessarily location specific anymore. Maybe it started there, but could grow. Um, I also feel like Nantucket just has, it's like, a certain feeling and a certain brand essence in itself. And oh, so yeah, like definitely. that can kind of carry into like what you offer, like really telling those stories. Like I always go back to like Ellen Hilder brand books where it's like, you can just, you, you can feel like I've never been to Nantucket, but I can like, I feel like I've been there through the descriptors and all the things about it's quintessential the New England, you know, definitely. Yeah. And it does it. There's, there's a little bit of like the old New England, but also the luxury part of Nantucket and how it's kind of very exclusive. You, you nailed, I think you nailed it right on the head. <laughs> so now you've had this business, as we said, for only two years. What have you learned just, just in those two years about content trends? You know, you, you, you've been studying this, but now you're really putting it into action? What what have you learned so far? Yeah, so we aren't specific to any industry, kind of like what we said, we're more so location East Coast specific. But there's a lot of people come a lot of people in businesses that come to us and they say, Oh, I heard you need to be posting two times a week. And you need to put a reel out at 6pm every Wednesday. And the story needs to go out eight times a week. They're so specific when they come to us. What I've learned is 
every industry is different and every business is going to be different. The algorithm really works with your audience and every single business's audience is very different from you to a competitor, right? So what's going to work for you or what's going to work for your competitor isn't the only option and only solution. So in terms of content, um, followers could really engage with behind the scenes stuff. They could really engage with showing off graphics and other accounts could really engage with um, really polished professional photography, that sort of content. So it's so specific to each business. And something that we do as an agency is we find what is going to set that company apart um, content-wise. And then their full-scale marketing. We're not a cookie-cutter, copy-paste agency. Um, We really work with identifying what is unique about each company and really how how to showcase that online. I think that's so important to note that, um, you know, we we kind of, we go flocking to these websites, right? And it's like, surefire way to get people to watch your reels or content ideas for your business. But we do have to recognize that just because it, it something works for one brand, um, even, if, even if you're in the same kind of, you know, market or same kind of business, you might have something work for you that doesn't work for somebody else or the other way around. So that is, it is so important mm-hmm. to see. So, you know, you, you kind of, you mentioned reels, obviously. Um, we know content with, with content video has become king. Is there any chance that's going away or do you see it growing any bigger in 2023? <laughs> I see, I definitely see it being more prevalent in 2023. 2022 was the year where people were like, okay, TikTok isn't going away. Reels are becoming even more of a thing. And it's something that people kind of can't ignore anymore. At the same time, I think within that content, it's going to change and evolve. And 2023 isn't going to be the end all be all of what the content looks like, right? Um, In the beginning, it really was showing off super polished, finished content. And towards the end of 2022, what's been really going viral is more so... Um, that raw, those videos that you're like, I'm just going to throw this together in 15 seconds because I saw this trending video and see if it works. And those are the ones that are really performing well. Um, so that's kind of what we've been seeing and how we continue seeing it moving forward. That's really a lot of photographers kind of trying to break out of the, I know Jesse's not a fan of posting no. reels. Well, I personally, like, I actually do believe that video is like is taking over and I'm a brand photographer, you know, so I, you know, do, does it bother me? Like it's, I don't really stress about, Oh, like stills are not going to be important. You still need stills. You still need video. I think video and social media is, I agree with you completely. Um, I personally like don't have time. I don't consume reels. I do, however, and I've talked about this before, consume TikTok. Like it's nobody's business, but it's more for entertainment. And I feel like those that are posting on TikTok, to your point, are a little bit more, they feel a little bit more in the moment, not super planned. And I feel like even if it is brand related content, I feel like it's a little bit more sly. Like you don't feel like you're constantly being like sold to on TikTok. Whereas on Instagram, maybe it's just my algorithm and my feed is just all businesses. And I just feel like I'm constantly being sold. (laughs) Well, I mean, you have a business account, right? And on TikTok, you're more just like a spectator. So it could be, could be, but who knows? You know, you you could be totally right. Um, 
other than video. So what other what other trends do you see coming down the road in 2023 that we just haven't thought of? So kind of like what I was saying before, I really think authenticity is going to be key, but I also think value added content is going to be really important where before, yes, okay, as long as you're posting consistently and it's two posts a week or three posts a week and you're getting a story up like that would give you exposure and get you by. Now it's really focused on value added content because there's a lot more competition online. Um, So somebody could follow 20 other brand photographers, right? And if you aren't trying to find something that sets you apart, what is going to differentiate your photos from somebody else or your reels from something else? So it's really focused on okay, yes, let me figure out a way to show off my content, but also something that is going to leave the reader either wanting more or learning something from the content. I think that's a really great point that you made. And Mm. I'm wondering if this is a good example. So I've been seeing like, maybe the reason I don't like reels is because I feel like a lot of them just are like somebody pointing to something and making like a funny comment. And I'm like, okay, first of all, that's not that funny. You tried really hard and it's not that funny. Number two, I like, I'm just annoyed that you're in my feed. Like you provided nothing of value. Like I'm not interested. And so is that where you're talking about is like these little videos that like really have no purpose when you're like talking about value? Like, is that, am I right on that? Yeah. So some, I don't want to knock down all the pointing videos because absolutely there is a place for some of those. It really just is dependent on the industry where, where you want to set yourself apart is you want to make the audience feel like they are getting this exclusive look into who you are and what you do and what sets you apart. So if you're doing a pointing video, it's really just all about the content that you're showcasing in that video. Right. So you feel like, oh, this is super cool. I didn't even know this is the way that you edited the photos or, oh, that's so cool to know that you're actually directing someone when um, you're taking the photos, like different tips about if somebody was sitting there and maybe interested in your business, they may be like, oh, well, I can't pose. Like I'm the least photogenic person possible. You really focusing on content to connect with that person and show show a little behind the scenes and show a little of what you do. And that's really going to make people feel good and also apply to a much larger audience because think about how many, every single person on this planet has gotten their photo taken, right? And giving people different ways of, okay, this is how you pose. And if you're self-conscious about X, Y, Z, this is how you could hide it. If that's kind of the way you want to frame your content. Like I said, there's so many different ways to go about things, but just giving your audience something special that they can kind of take away rather than scrolling through and having a reel just being like, yeah, these are my awesome photos. Right. Totally right. agree with you. Love and it. You used to, it, it, I, I sometimes I do miss the good old days of Instagram where you could like take a really pretty picture, put it up there with like a very simple caption and just everybody loved it, you know, sometimes, but you know, there is something to be said for providing value and, you know, Jessie does that a lot with her um, posts as a photographer. Um, I try to do it with like my travel stuff and everything like that. So as as these trends start to take off, what apps do you see kind of being dominant? Like you said at the beginning, 
TikTok isn't seeming to go anywhere as much as I'm like really afraid to break into it. Um, Should we really be jumping on TikTok or if we have a good audience on Instagram, should we be sticking with that with what's working for us? Like what should we should be kind of experiment? Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Or is it kind of a no, no one size fits all kind of approach? Yeah, exactly. It's really based on not only your industry, but your audience. It's all about where your audience lives and how you want to connect with them. Because if they're not going to be, if your primary audience isn't on that platform, if it doesn't cover that demographic, you're resources in your time could be better allocated in other areas. So it's so dependent on where your audience is and then figuring out the best way to connect to them based on that platform. You're going to connect with certain demographics on TikTok far and almost completely different than you're going to connect with them on LinkedIn. As far as demographics, um, how would one start to think about how how to figure that out? Because I do like my TikTok feed, like I do find there actually is a wide range of people that use it. So how would one say, okay, my audience is this. So I see people in that in that age range and, you know, whatever other demographics you're using, I see them on there and it still might not be a good fit, right? That's a good question. Yeah, so... There's a lot of different ways. So obviously there are, um, there's demographics information available on each of the platforms, but also for your own business, figuring out, okay, the platforms I'm currently on, what do those demographics look like? Like for Instagram, for example, you can take a look at the insights and see, okay, what is the location? What are the age demographics? Um, what is that information? You can pull that sort of information from your website. And then also one of the most important things is also who are your actual buyers of your product or service, because that could be and may be far different than your audience. That's not necessarily a bad thing because you can kind of pull those people into your funnel, but um, figuring out that information and then using that to guide you onto each platform is really important. A good example that that like comes to mind, I, I had a conversation with my sister um, the other night and she's a real estate agent out in Iowa. And she's like, I really think I need to get on TikTok and so on. So I'm like, well, like, is your audience on TikTok? Like, are they there? And she said, well, I don't know. I mean, I think I could find them. And, and she's, she pointed to like another agent that does really, really well on TikTok. And I think for her, it works. And I told my sister, I was like, well, you have to like figure like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if your time's going to be really that well served on TikTok based on what she was telling me about her audience is much more of like a Facebook type of audience, like even Instagram. I don't even think they're really on Instagram. So it's like, you should just focus on Facebook then. Yeah. And kind of like what I was saying before, it really isn't one size fits all. I, that question first needs to start with who are you as a brand and who do you want to come across as? Because I, I'm not sure what that... Um, that particular agent is posting the one that is getting a lot of views or likes or whatever, but a lot of agents um, just go on TikTok and just post those million dollar homes that everybody is going to want to look at, right? Just kind of like the eye candy. And there's other agents who go on and they want to kind of be comedians and they crack jokes and just make, I don't know, they try to like make things funny, but kind of like what I was saying before, just because it works for one, just because it works for one doesn't mean it has to work for everyone. And there's not one path to success um, by business, by industry, by niche. 
And to, to add on that, you're right about needing to figure out like who you are as a brand and like who your audience is, because like they may not be on TikTok yet, but if you create content that is appealing to that person, you could suddenly find yourself having an audience on that, on that platform. Right. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Um, well, you mentioned website. What about blogs and other kind of long forms of longer format media? What do you see kind of happening with them? I know so many times we've heard blogs are dead, but then we hear, you know, actually it's, it's great to still have the website. What if those social media platforms go away, you know, and that of course ties into like email lists and everything like that. What do you see for, for 2023? What are we going to, what's going to be happening in, in that kind of realm of, of content? Yeah. I mean, I don't think blogs are dead at all. Um, I think every single person, whether on a weekly basis or a daily basis is always turning to Google to mm-hmm. answer their various questions about life. Um, and like usually when you are searching on Google, a blog is coming up and you may not even realize that it's actually a blog on a website. So that's really important. The other piece that I think is changing and something we really focus on as an agency is yes, the blogs have blogs have a few different purposes. One of them being SEO, really increasing um, your overall reach online hitting those different keywords. A lot of people are like, I know I need SEO. I'm not even sure what that means. Um, (laughs) The other is being a resource and establishing yourself as an authority um, in your niche industry space, um, whatever it may be. There are a lot of companies that write blogs focused on the SEO aspect and totally leave out that human element human element of being able to connect with their audience. So if you read a blog, you're like, this is like word vomit. Like it doesn't even make any sense. So really focusing on ways to connect with your audience and make it sound good and make it sound authentic too, Mm -hmm. I think is really important. Um, And I fully see that becoming more um, relevant in 2023. I think sometimes when people think about blogs, they just think strictly about bloggers and they don't think about the fact that companies, brands have their own blogs. And sometimes that that can be helpful for them to get people to their, you know, to f- have people find out more about their services or the products that they offer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm glad I'm glad as a blogger, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> what about paid ads? What do we see? What do we see for specifically um, trends for paid ads going into 2023. Do you see anything different that you're, you know, people would be doing with paid ads that they're maybe not doing the rest of their content marketing or vice versa? Yeah. So kind of similar to posts originally, we really, any ads were kind of getting by right now because it's so competitive and between different businesses you really have to get particular. And I would also say the audience is a little bit harder on ads as well, because there's so much more and people are seeing them so much. We're constantly being inundated online and offline with advertising, right? So companies have definitely had to get a little bit more creative, um, whether they go through um, making the ad look like an organic post, if that makes sense, kind of like an in-feed post and less ad-like, more like something that may just come across their feed. Or like something- I, th- I think of like a People magazine, right? And you have, an, you have a, a piece in People magazine and then you have one of those ads and at first you're actually reading it and you think it's like part of the piece. <laughs> and Wait a second. Oh, wait, yeah. this is like an ad, that kind of thing. Is that what you're talking about? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll say that. And then another great example is on TikTok when you're scrolling through and you're like getting very like into a TikTok post and then you look down and it says sponsored. You're like, damn it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You caught me. And that's why I think when I, I consume as like just a consumer, I consume more content on TikTok because I feel like they're more sly about like, I just don't feel like I'm being sold to like even the realtor posting the million dollar homes. Like I'm like, Ooh, like that's actually interesting and different. And then, and then all of a sudden like an ad comes up and it's like a really cute outfit and I'm like, Oh, that's cute. And then I realize it's a sponsored ad and I have bought and stuff off of TikTok because of that. So I feel like, like, I don't use it as like my business, but as a consumer, I am definitely there for it. (laughs) Yeah. I would say another way too, is there really capitalizing on trends and being creative in a whole new way. So one of the examples, there's a few different out there, but people have posted um, on literal billboards, a screenshot of an email thread being like, we need to come up with an ad for this billboard, like ASAP, ASAP to promote whatever it is. And that's literally the billboard. It's just a screenshot of an email thread there's so many different examples. I don't know if you guys had seen um, that one in particular, but people are getting so creative in ways that makes the ads stand out. Like if you're driving past the billboard or like see that pop up in Times Square or whatever, you're going to say, what is that? That's the ugliest looking thing I've ever seen because you realize that's literally just a screenshot of an email thread. Um, so people are just getting really, really creative with the way they do things. Well, I even noticed the other day I was on someone's Instagram page or feed and I clicked into one of their photos and you know how you can click in and then you can scroll up and you're continuing to see just their photos. I actually saw an ad in between two of their photos. I've never seen that before. And I thought that was pretty sneaky um, of that. I mean, it didn't make me buy it like Jesse, but (laughs) I was just like, oh my, I was like, cause I was all of a sudden, I forget who, who I was looking at, but it was like to- somebody totally. I'm like, why would they put this picture on there? Oh wait, that's an ad. That was it was sneaky, sneaky Instagram. It was one thing to have it like in your actual feed, but to put it on somebody else's, like as you're scrolling through theirs, that is that is tough to to figure out. Um, what about the person that or the brand that just don't feel like? reels or TikTok or anything else is really a good fit for their brand. They just don't have the time or the money to invest in it. Like basically, should they kind of give up or should they really try to prioritize that and, and try to get it to be a, a p at least a small piece of their marketing uh plan for 2023? Yeah. I mean, we are a company that will say first and foremost, do not feel like you have to absolutely do it all. We work with a lot of different businesses of a lot of different sizes and a lot of different marketing budgets. And for some companies, they can, they do have the resources and the time to allocate to kind of a lot of different channels. And then we talk to companies that they're like, I have a really small marketing budget. Like, where should I focus this in on? I've really heard like TikTok is a thing you really just have to find what has been working for you and do it well. Don't feel like you need to go to every single corner just because you heard 
someone say somewhere that, oh my God, this got me a million sales um, just from TikTok. It's really just dependent on what's been working well for you and invest the time and resources into that. Um, at least, at least now. I think that was a kind of a refreshing answer to hear, especially since a lot of people will just be like, just do it, just do it. And that, you know, we've, we've heard that definitely. And, and, and I understand that, but it does get to a point where you're just like, but what if it really just doesn't, doesn't work? Or maybe somebody just doesn't even have like the personality, right? Some people are just somebody, people can, some people can stand in front of a camera and look great and they can write a really good caption, I think. But then the minute you like start press that record button, they're just like. I feel like people really, people and businesses really put the pressure on themselves Mm -hmm. because in at some point or another, they saw that working for a competitor. And they're like, in order for me to be successful, I have to do exactly this. And that's not true whatsoever. Right. When it comes down to it, I think a big thing that you're saying that 2023, not only is it, you know, continuing to venture into video and, and being a little bit more authentic and organic, but also with that authenticity, paying attention to what works for you, like not paying attention so much to what's been working for everyone else, but to like focus on your goals, what's working for you, what you might want to try and kind of working that into your 2023 marketing plan. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Absolutely. I have a follow-up question. I like it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So let's say you are that person and that Kate was talking about like, oh, I don't know what I should do. Like, you know, but let's say they, you know, want to give it a try. Let's say Mm. I really don't like TikTok, but I'm going to give it a try. What do you say to that person as far as how long do they try it for? Mm. How do they try it effectively? Is it better to actually hire an expert like you to do it? Or can they do it themselves to see results? I know there's so much that goes into it. And just because they don't like it now doesn't mean that what if they do end up liking it because it is successful. So how can someone make that decision to actually try something new? And if they do, how can they be accept, like see results or how long should, how long should they try it for? Yeah. Well, luckily there are so many different resources out there and I'm not saying that that's going to absolutely replace working with a professional company, but for specifically for those businesses that are like, I can't, invest in a a larger company to kind of take this over? Does that mean I'm a failure? Does that mean I can't grow? Like, absolutely not. There are so many people that you can look to online, even people that are just social media specific coaches and kind of like what I was saying, um, Jesse, with you adding value on your content, they're doing the same thing and they're going to be sharing bits and pieces of, okay, when you're doing a TikTok, you're doing a reel, or you're doing a post, these are the main things that you should focus on. Specifically for our agency on our social media, that is we a large portion of what we're sharing is about these different tips and tricks and things um, across digital marketing. In terms of length of time, it's really just going to depend. If it feels right, then continue on doing it. The cadence in which you're posting is really just going to depend on the content you have. You shouldn't go into it saying, okay, I have to post five days a week, but I only have enough content to get me through two days a week. Because again, it goes kind of back to value. If you're not adding value in your posts, you shouldn't be forcing it. Um, only really be posting when you're adding value and you have something interesting and exciting 
um, to share. So it's really, really going to be dependent on kind of what those things look like to help gauge the length of time. Um, but there are different resources. And if you can afford to at least bring on a coach, that is something that we offer too of, um, we work as a marketing coach and a social media coach. And that is something where those um, smaller businesses that can't afford to take us on um, and manage fully certain services do hire us to coach them until they can get to that point and say, okay, I'm ready to offload this and outsource it. Love that. I think that's really helpful for those that are, you know, wanting to dive in or like yeah. think they want to dive in but they're not sure it's going to work and they're not sure it's going to be like a right fit. Cause I feel like there are like those people that like me, like, Oh yeah, it'd be great. I just don't uh, have the, time uh, you, feel you know, like, where, yeah. but maybe at some point I might get a wild hair at my and decide to give it, give it a try. Thanks for not swearing. Jesse. I appreciate it because <laughs> I have to edit it out. <laughs> Renee, it's been awesome chatting with you. And I think you've given us all a lot to think about, but you know, sometimes I feel like when we do these episodes, we walk away feeling like, Oh my gosh, we have so much work to do, but there's a lot of hope that you kind of shared with us. And as I said, and really realizing like, you know, focusing on what works for you and kind of, seeing where else you can add in some of those trends coming out. I think that's a really um, positive way of looking at it. And I'm hopeful that um, like me, uh, other people kind of take it that way. So now that we've, we've heard all of your awesome advice, where can people find out more about you as well as Nantucket Island Marketing and maybe uh, find out about your services? Yeah, absolutely. So you can visit our website, nantucketislandmarketing.com. We're really active on social media. I'll also say too, we give 30 minute free consultations. Um, you can sign up for a meeting on our website. You can book a oh. call or just um, shoot us a DM or even email us and we can sit down and go over your specific business and whether you leave wanting to hire us for services or even just leave with some general marketing advice, um, we're happy to give it. That's awesome. Well, thank Love you that. so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's a, that's a great service to provide for people, especially, you know, um, since so many people I feel like are, are feeling a little lost with what's going on in, in social media and everything like that. So um, bravo to you and your team. Congratulations on all your, your success over the past two years. We're looking forward to seeing a lot more of what you guys can do over at Nantucket Island Marketing in the future. So thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me on. So I feel like I'm not surprised with the trends coming. I feel like, um, you know, I think a video is going to stay. I don't think I, I, you know, as Renee mentioned, I think that's going to still be very key in 2023. Mm -hmm. But one thing I just really like that she reiterated is that there isn't a one size fits all strategy, which is, mm -hmm. you know, what I think both of us had have had to learn. And we do hear over and over on this podcast. But I think um, one thing I did enjoy hearing was that, you know, we're going to get back to some valuable content. And when it comes to marketing, um, obviously, I consume a lot of like fun content. But if I'm going to be sold to, I want something of value. Like if you're a business and like, you're posting like I would appreciate value or something that just leaves me wanting something more or I'm feeling mm -hmm. inspired. So I think it was a great conversation with her. And um, 
I'm excited for what 2023 will bring. And maybe in a year, we'll see how these trends or this predictions uh, panned out. Panned out. That might be an interesting show to kind of revisit. We might even just have to have Renee back on and be like, so what did you think about? Here's your clip. And what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, for me, it was uh it was good to hear, as you said, no, no cookie cutter. You know, I feel as I, I feel we all get kind of they try to force us into this box where one thing kind of fits for everybody. And one thing I've found in just trying to create my own content is like what may work for one travel mom blogger certainly does not work for me. Uh, and the other way around. Um, so it's nice that I feel like people are going to focus more on their own personal brand, I should say, instead of worrying, you know, we've talked a lot about that in the past before worrying about like all the noise, all everybody else around you, like staying in your lane kind of thing. That's kind of music to my ears. The other thing it's, it's, and it's not something we brought up is with the, with the video, it only makes sense because, um, you know, with, with video content, let's face it. I love looking at a beautiful picture and I still love, and, and I still, there are days when I kind of think to myself, man, do I really wish that Instagram would go back to those, just those beautiful pictures with the captions and, and just the real good old days, right. Where you could just post something and it would be like, likes would just rack themselves up. But what are you going to stay longer on the platform? to see, you know, let's, we all have such a short attention span. So we see this beautiful picture and though we might appreciate it, we can go buy it really quick. If we see a video, we're compelled to watch it for longer and that keeps us on the app longer. And that's what Instagram and TikTok and all of these social media channels want. Um, so it makes, it makes sense. However, I, I, as I said, I do think it's important to note that we just all need to focus on what works for us. Uh, and I think the pandemic for, has really influenced those, that whole thing of let's not be judging ourselves against everybody else. Let's just judge ourselves against our best work mm-hmm. kind of idea. Mm-hmm. So, well, that does it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community. And you can send us an email, cocktailsandcontentcreation at, at gmail.com. Also, we're on Instagram, cocktails and at cocktails and content creation. And as Jesse said at the beginning, we would love it if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at fashionably Kate and Co for motherhood, fashion, and travel stuff. <laughs> I love it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. in. I'm Jesse Wyman, and you can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. We have another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation next week, so be sure to tune in. And until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.